Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. And before we get to another fantastic solo episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, I have to tell you about our sponsor, which is K&N Air Filters. Yes, it's the return of K&N Air Filters. K&N Automotive and Motorcycle Replacement Air Filters are designed to increase the horsepower and acceleration while providing outstanding engine protection. This simple-to-install air filter is backed by the K&N Million Mile Limited Warranty and will be the last air filter your vehicle will ever need. So go to knfilters.com slash podcast and get a great deal on K&N replacement air filters with free shipping and, oh yeah, a bonus hat. That's K&N Air Filters, the official air filter of NASCAR. All right, so it's glad to, I'm glad to have K&N back. That a return to normalcy of some sort uh, as I sit once again in my bedroom closet and talk to you guys all alone as we struggle to put together the Plus Two Comedy Podcast again. So once again, thank you so much for staying with us and hanging through us uh, this uh, difficult time here. Uh, Basically, to, to cover the basis, uh, we are still looking for a new location for the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Uh, there are, there's one place in particular that I will not say yet because nothing is, is in, in stone, uh, but they're very much interested. So hopefully this will be the last time we can do a solo one and we'll get back, back on the horse very soon. Uh, we're very close to a deal, I guess, uh, and we will retur- return to our usually scheduled programming very, very soon. Uh, one of the questions I got uh, from Modifier Brian is, uh, why isn't Noah using Skype to talk to Will and having a normal episode? Well, we've tried that before. If you go back and check out, uh, I believe it was the uh, Josh Ryan episode, it was a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> there's just an issue with the, the new computer I'm using that uh, it doesn't like Skype very much. And uh, as a result, that those podcasts just fall apart. I don't have a good way to record all members of the Skype conversation at once. It requires Will sending me his audio and then me cutting it together, and it just doesn't work right now. Uh, I'm sure there's an easy way to do it. Uh, I'm sure if I just talk to Jeff Stormer, who does this all the time on the Party of One podcast, I could get this together. Uh, The other issue is uh, I've been horribly ill for about a week now. Uh, Basically, uh, I'll be completely honest with you guys, I was unbelievably ill a week ago, And uh, I was feeling better about Friday. And then Saturday, I was completely healed. Uh, So I went out drinking and was very sick Sunday. And I'm just now feeling better. This is Thursday. So it's it's been rough. And uh, so it's been hard getting together with Will uh, and just making these things happen. But uh, I don't want to go a week without there being content on the Plus Two Comedy uh, podcast channel. Uh, So here it is. So I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, so basically the, the plan for this podcast is, uh, I asked Twitter and I asked Facebook and I asked the, the Facebook group and all that other stuff, some questions. So I'll be responding to your questions. A couple common questions that a few people messaged, uh, were, you know, where are you going and why haven't you come back to this con or whatever con they said? Uh, so to answer that very quickly, if we are not at a con that you want us at, Chances are we applied. Chances are we, like, really tried, and uh, it just didn't happen. 
there's a few cons that I, I will straight up tell you that we try to go to every year, uh, and we don't get to go to. Um, one of those is NecoCon. NecoCon we have a blast at, and we know that there's a lot of people that enjoy Plus Two Comedy there. Uh, GKE is another one that we apply to every year. Uh, Anime Next is another one we apply to every year, and uh, just sometimes they don't they don't want us. And I mean, it's their prerogative. We're not upset with them or anything, but we love them. That's why we want to be there. Uh, just for one reason or another, uh, they choose not to bring us in. Um, so if you if there is a con you super want to see Plus Two Comedy at, contact the convention. Uh, I can only do so much, but when a con sees a fan base uh, interested and, you know, we'll see that they'll make a profit off of us, uh, that's what gets us there. So if there is a con that you super want to see us at, that is the best way uh, to go about it. Um, as for what we got coming up, boy, do we got some interesting things going on. Uh, for the first time ever, uh, we are going to MAGFest in Maryland. Uh, this was just a last-minute thing that we kind of got added on to. Uh, I don't think the details are out. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling you guys. Uh, but we are only going to be there on the Friday, and we'll be doing a stand-up show uh, along with a bunch of other fantastic comedians like Uncle Yo. Uh, and also, uh, actually, I don't know who else is confirmed, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't say any more than that. But uh, we will be there, and we will only be there the Friday, because we are going to KatoriCon on January 7th to do a comedy show. Uh, and I I have to drive Uncle Yo from MAGFest. So basically I got booked because I'm a good taxi. But uh, yeah, that's a real thing that's happening. So I'm gonna we're going to do two cons in two different states on two days. Uh, it's one of the craziest things that uh, we've agreed to do. But uh, we love doing crazy stuff. This actually isn't the first time that we've done this. We did uh, Zenkai Con and Castle Point Anime Convention the same weekend. So we drove from Lancaster to, I think it was like Newark, New Jersey. Uh, super fun. Super crazy, but super fun. Uh, and Plus Two Comedy, this is something that I've always said about Plus Two Comedy. Um, and that the Plus Two Comedy motto is... I have an idea. Ooh, that sounds really stupid. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we love doing stupid stuff. I don't know why, but I mean, I know why. Uh, basically, uh, a lot of people have asked me this, actually. So let's let's go down this road. Is uh, why do you do the things you do <laughs> when, when they, they can be so unrewarding? Uh and basically, it's for the story. I love telling a good story. And there's never a good story in... And then everything worked out, and it was fine. Like, people love a good train wreck story. And I love putting myself in the situations where I was like, this will probably be a train wreck. Let's do it. So that's just the insane uh, world I decide to live in. So uh, that that's what we do. Um, there's another con that we're doing in Harrisburg that I can't seem to, to find the details on right now. Oh, there it is. It, it just popped up in front of me. Uh, Ooey Con. It's Ooey Mini Con. 
Uh, that's going to be in February, February 4th to be exact. Uh, that's going to be a fun time. Uh, my good friends over at Full Frontal Nerdity uh, hooked us up, and we will be at the Uwe Art and Gaming Cafe in Harrisburg, New Jersey. So uh, be sure to join us uh, on February 4th. We'll be doing comedy. We'll be doing Game the Gamer there as well, and it'll be a fantastic time, which is a perfect segue into my next point. A lot of people have asked me, hey, what happened to Game the Gamer? You've been talking about a Kickstarter for over a year now. Uh, Game the Gamer has been filmed. Uh, my good friend Sean Capel from Underbelly and I uh, put in the work, and we got this thing shot. Uh, we just have not been able to get it edited. Um, Sean works full-time as an editor in... He basically works two other full-time editing jobs. Uh, so getting the time together to actually put it together has been very, very difficult. Uh, so it is getting to the point where uh, I will probably take it off his hands and I will put my editing spin on it. Uh, since I, I edit all of Cosplay Pro Wrestling, I should be able to cut this together. And... Uh, Hopefully, and I've said this many times, but hopefully we'll get it before MAGFest it'll be up. That is the current goal. If not, it'll be before uh, Zen KaiCon. Uh, those are basically our two two possible starting dates uh, for Game the Gamer, formerly known as uh, Cutthroat Gaming. Uh, if you don't know what that is, then you haven't been paying attention to Plus Two Comedy enough. But basically... Uh, it is a video game game show where we give all the competitors $50 to begin with. And all they have to do is play three video games and not come in last. If you come in last, you have to give back all your money. But before each game, we're going to have an auction. An auction where you can sabotage your opponents with things like eye patches, broken controllers, or being hung upside down. Yeah, that's a thing we really did at Too Many Games this year. Uh, I, I almost killed a guy, basically. Uh, but it's a super fun product. We we have the first episode shot. We have a bunch of other episodes lined up. But it's just an, it's a matter of editing it. And uh, hopefully it'll be out soon. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a look at some more, some more questions that we got uh, from the interwebs. Uh, Frank asks, with The Last of Us 2 coming out, let's talk about Naughty Dog. Uh, better trilogy, Crash Bandicoot or Jack and Daxter? Ugh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I don't think either one of those is a great trilogy. I'm not saying that they're bad games yet. I'm, pro I'm, I'm about to basically say that. Uh, but uh, I don't think that they're... They're good trilogies. Um, we'll start with Jack and Daxter, because I personally, I love the first Jack and Daxter. I think the first Jack and Daxter is a great game. It's funny. It's quirky. It's weird. I like it. Uh, I own the second and third one. I've never taken the third one out of the plastic. I got a few hours into uh, Jack 2, and I didn't care. They did like a weird sandbox uh, open world thing, and this was like in the time of gaming when I felt like every game wanted to kind of be GTA. Like, Driver went down that road, and then we had, like, Destroy All Humans, and, like, everything was trying to kind of cash in on that kind of feel of you can just grab every video or every vehicle around you and all that stuff, and it didn't appeal to me. 
Um, I've also always been more of a Ratchet and Crank, Clank guy than a Jack and Daxter guy. Uh, I, there's more personality there because uh, Jack doesn't talk. So uh, if we're, we're going to talk Naughty Dog Trilogy, uh, the best one is Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted's the big trilogy. Uh, all those games are great. I'm about halfway through the third one because I'm always behind in my gaming. Uh, it's also on my PlayStation 3, which is like broken. So it, it's hard to get in there and actually get it to play. It only wants to read discs like 20% of the time. But Uncharted is the the Naughty Dog uh, trilogy to be beloved. Nathan Drake is an amazing character. He's hilarious. And, you know, as epic as his adventures are, uh, you know, he is in the moment explaining how unbelievable it is. Uh, And that, like, just that little bit of, like, you gotta be kidding me, makes these outlandish adventures believable to some extent um yeah and i think the gameplay is great uh it's a little predictable at times like you can tell like you walk into a room it's like all right this is a gunfight let's go uh but i would say uncharted is the naughty dog trilogy uh not jack and daxter just because it's uh inconsistent as as games even though i mean i understand uh that people may like the jack and daxter sequels that they they may like that style of game i understand that uh however like to say that it's a trilogy when they're so they're connected but they're so different in scope it's kind of like saying like the halo trilogy is halo one halo two and halo wars it's like no that game's completely different from the rest it's not what i wanted out of a jack and daxter game it's not what i wanted out of a halo game so that's why i disqualify that with the re-release of the Crash Bandicoot games, it is my personal belief that we will all realize that the Crash Bandicoot games are not that good. Especially the first one. The first Crash Bandicoot game is not a good game. I like Crash Bandicoot. I think the sequels are pretty good. But the first one is so bad in that it is kind of like one of the first games to try to do this this 3d platforming thing and mario 64 nails it like the camera is an issue yes but that's what a 3d platform was supposed to be was mario 64 crash did this weird thing where basically for the most part uh instead of a 2d platformer where you start left and go right a 3D platformer is you start at the bottom and you go up. I know that there's some where you go down and there are some side-to-side climby things. Uh, but for the most part, it the camera's always in one place that you can't really control. And like especially running towards the screen never really works. Uh, to me, Crash Bandicoot is very similar to the mechanics of Sonic and the Black Knight which is a bad game. It's this weird kind of like forced on rails feeling where it's kind of like, it's so linear that there's no like discovery aspect to it other than like, oh, here's a hidden secret. And it's weird to be in three dimensions and yet still be on a line. 
So that that's my issue with Crash Bandicoot. Uh, and you really feel that with the first game. And the first game has that terrible save system where you can only save after you ace a level or you beat a bonus level, I think. So you either have to beat a level with one life and destroy all the boxes. It's been a while, gang. Uh, <laughs> or you have to find a bonus level. So, like, as you progress through the game, the game gets harder and the ability to save becomes rarer. So, like, there's almost this weird element of, like, you want to save easy an easy level that you can ace for later after you've accomplished something difficult. And that, that weird feeling of, like, this level is hard, I've died on it nine times. Eventually it will come to a point where I need to beat it in one go so I can save my game. It's a bad mechanic. I'm wondering if they're going to change that for the re-release, because that was garbage. Uh, yeah, so best Naughty Dog trilogy out of Jack and Daxter and Crash Bandicoot is Uncharted. Thank you for your question, Frank. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Uh, let's see. Also talk about, uh, Ace Combat 7, uh, which you think it might be in tie into four and five stories and the fact that it'll be in VR. That's from Josh. Uh, good question. Uh, I, I didn't play a lot of Ace Combat. Uh, I played, I'm going to be honest, I'm not even sure if it was Ace Combat now that I think about it, but I played a flight game, uh, in college with my roommate. And he was really good at it. I was terrible at it. And I never got a hang of pushing up being down, like the, the whole airplane thing. <laughs> so whenever I played, I would immediately flip the airplane upside down so that the controls were better for me, <laughs> where up meant up and down meant down. I can't even like picture it in my mind right now on how, <laughs> how to fly an airplane. Uh, so I'm, I wasn't real big on it. Uh, I'm not a big flight simulator guy, but I will say this. Flight simulators are the perfect genre of games for VR. Because it is a situation that can be replicated very well in virtual reality, where you are sitting down and controlling things with buttons. Like, I see so many... For some reason, everyone immediately goes to survival horror games when it's VR. I was like, no, I don't want to activate my my fight or flight reactions when I'm actually standing in like a fight position or a flight position. That's how I end up running into my television. But for some reason, there's so many like scary games in VR. Uh, I think the way to go is to... Play games where you can also physically put yourself in the position that you need to be uh, to, to do the task that's being simulated. So being able to sit down and play an, an airplane game and actually, you know, physically feel like you're doing it as well as seeing and hearing it in your in your virtual reality, I think is a great idea. Uh, driving games, I think, will also be good, especially if you got the pedal and the, the steering wheel. Um, but... A lot of people get hurt playing VR, and uh, if if you didn't know that, you haven't been on YouTube. Uh, but there's so many people just falling over, and it's like little things. A lot of people have reported getting injured playing Job Simulator, uh, where you work in like a quickie mark, because they bent over to pick something up and went to lean on a counter that wasn't there. 
that's just something that we're as gamers are going to have to adjust to if we want VR to continue, which, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There hasn't been anything that has come out in VR that was like, that did the two things that you need to do, which are create a game that I absolutely 100% want to play. And two, a game that 100% absolutely has to be done in VR. I mean, I, like, Batman VR is the closest that it that has come. And from what I've seen, I've tried not to see too much of it. Uh, there's no reason for that to be in VR other than it's a decent VR demo. But it doesn't create what we're looking for yet. Uh, so I think Ace Combat 7 is going to be neat. Uh, and it being in VR is, is perfect. Uh, it's just not my genre of game. Uh, I just, uh, I don't care for it that much. Um, let me switch over to, uh, the Facebook group and see if there's anything there. Uh, Devin asks, why did my parents get divorced? Oh, buddy. Uh, I just want you to know that your parents got divorced, uh, not because they don't love you. Uh, you know, just sometimes, uh, parents, uh, get to issues that they can't work out. And sometimes it's better to just be separate. Uh, you want your parents to be happy, and they're happy when they're with you. Uh, they're just not as happy together as as they want to be. They wish that, that they could make it work together. But uh, they just can't make that happen right now. And uh, don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. Uh, it's just that, you know, they need to be happy. And I'm going to tell you that your mom is very happy with me. Oh, 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 I'm banging your mom. Oh, this is so stupid. Uh, what other questions did we get? Uh, anticipated games of 2017. Let's see. Number, number one for me is uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, it's... It's I I believe it's the same people that made Heavy Rain. I hope so, because I'm I'm going with that. It's the same people that made yeah Qu uh, Quantic Dream. Uh, I love that style of game. I thought Heavy Rain was great. I loved Fahrenheit or uh, Indigo Prophecy. I didn't play Beyond Two Souls, um, but I own it, so I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, I hear it's not that great, um, but I love. Uh, Choice-based games, I, I, for the most part, when it comes to games, am a bit of a completionist. Uh, I, I completed, I haven't had a chance to talk about what I've been playing, but I completed The Badlands, well, almost completed it, uh, and I hated that game, and I still played it to its completion. Uh, I 100%ed Inside recently, and man, that game is awesome. I'll talk about Inside a lot later, but Inside, if, if you haven't had a chance it's on steam it's on playstation uh spend some time with that game that's the the guys who made limbo and man that is something special uh in any case uh, i'm usually a bit of an, a completionist but when it comes to these heavy story-based choice games i kind of really enjoy only playing it once and just saying that was my experience like, I went through uh, 
Life is Strange not too long ago. That game is phenomenal. It's a Square Enix game, uh, choice-based time travel. Oh, so good. So moving, so so heart-wrenching at times. And uh, I love the fact that I'm, I will never go back and play that again. I love that it's, I got what I got, I learned what I learned, I did what I did, and I love being able to then go up to someone else who's played it and say, like, so what was your experience? And we can have different stories about it. I love that. Uh, and uh, be, uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, you play a, an android who is a um, negotiator, like a hostage negotiator. So there's a lot of different ways everything can play out. And the, the demo they showed at E3 was so tight. Uh, there's just so many ways it could play out where you save the hostage, you don't save the hostage, you uh, save the kidnapper, you don't save the kidnapper. It's very interesting. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the stress of making quick decisions uh, very soon in the future. Um, so that that's a big one. Uh, the Fractured Butthole, uh, South Park, that looks great. Uh, I almost feel like it's going to turn a lot of people off that played uh, Stick of Truth uh, because it's going to be more gamey. Uh, Matt Parker and uh, Trey Stone and Matt Parker? Yeah, Trey Stone and Matt Parker uh, are board gamers. They're, they love games, and they want it to make it more of a game, and it's going to feel more like a game. Uh, Stick of Truth uh, was a really easy game to kind of ruin. Not ruin. To break. So it was a pretty easy game to break if you knew how to play games. So uh, I played as a thief, so I had like so much stuff that it, it became pretty easy. Um, and to, like, you know how to balance things and use things to your advantage. I struggled at like one point. I struggled with, at the aliens because I, I wasn't using electricity as, as my, my main element. Um, but I feel like Fractured Butthole is going to feel more, uh, more like a, a polished game along with the jokes. Uh, I actually have to go back and watch the last like three seasons of South Park so I can get excited, uh, for the Fractured Butthole. That's going to be great. Um, uh, I, I will include Last Guardian. I know it's sitting under my Christmas tree right now, but I can't play it till Christmas. Uh, so I'll be playing that into uh, 2017. So that's exciting. Uh, I look forward to that. Uh, Cuphead. Oh my God, Cuphead. Uh, I I can't wait uh, to call up my buddy and sit on my couch and play some couch co-op and play some goddamn Cuphead. That looks like such a fun game. It's... Uh, it looks like a 1930s cartoon. Uh, it's probably going to get delayed to 2018. I'm going to call it right now. Uh, but it, it's it's of the um, Gunstar Heroes kind of feel, Contra type feel. And I cannot wait to play that game. That game is going to be so fun. Um, I, I, I personally, I don't have a lot of time to play a lot of games. 
uh, I'm a big Let's Play watcher, uh, so I'm super excited for Outlast 2. Outlast was a great movie to watch as a video game. I've watched, I, I think I watched two separate playthroughs. Yeah, I watched two separate playthroughs of Outlast. I enjoyed it that much. I watched the Markiplier run uh, and his Whistleblower run, and I watched the Adam Savage run from, uh, not Adam Savage, um, ah, oh, what's his name? Adam Sessler, uh, the guy from X-Play, uh, he was part of some video game network, and he played, uh, Outlast and Nidhogg on a, a Let's Play channel, and, uh, it was great, uh, so I'm excited to watch that, I'm excited to watch, uh, Resident Evil 7, I, I really love the demo, um, the whole, it's such an interesting concept to have uh, the VHS tape. If you haven't played the demo for Resident Evil, uh, you wake up and you can find a, uh, a VHS tape. And when you put the tape in, it's of people investigating the house that you're in. But you control the people in the VHS tape. So the actions you take in the cassette will affect the house in the future. That's a really interesting concept. Uh, it's not like quite time travel, but uh, it is a very cool mechanic, and I'm hoping that there's more of that in 7. Uh, it doesn't look like any other Resident Evil game, which I think is interesting, despite everything I just said about Jack and Daxter, but uh, I really want to see where they're going with that. I have never been excited for a Resident Evil game, but for Resident Evil 7, I am excited. Uh, Friday the 13th, I have hopes for, um, not, not big ones, but I have them. Uh, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Switch. It looks like they're going to have a new Splatoon, which is always exciting. Uh, maybe Kingdom Hearts 3 will come out eventually. Who knows? Uh, but those are the big ones. Um, not really big into Red Dead. I'm sure it'll be great. Not really big into it. I'm not big into uh, Injustice. Uh, did not enjoy the first Injustice that much. I thought the story mode was cool, but it was not a fighting game that I go back to and challenge people to and all that good stuff. I, I felt like it was kind of one note. It wasn't deep enough as a fighting game. Uh, if you're going to play a fighting game with me, it's Super Puzzle Fighter, damn it. So that those are, those are my feelings towards uh, 2017's uh, game releases. Um, James asked, any advice to someone who wants to start their own podcast? That's a fantastic question. Let's talk about podcasts for a little bit after I cough. I'm actually a mod over at our podcasts on Reddit. Um, so podcasts are very important to me. I love podcasts. I listen to a bunch of them. Uh, do, for work reasons, I haven't been able to listen to as many as I usually do. But... I love podcasts, and if you're going to start a podcast, um, th there's a few things that I want you to do before you record episode one of this po of your podcast, okay? First, I want you to listen to a hundred podcasts, and when I say that, I say I want you to pick ten podcasts minimum, and I want you to listen to ten episodes from each of the podcasts you choose. Make them of different... Uh, qualities, things that you're interested in, things you might not be interested in. Uh, just make them very different. And make a list of what you like and what you don't like. 
there's this weird thing that happens with podcasts when you're creating them that there will be things that bug you about podcasts. Lack of editing, background noise, um, people saying um, things like that. Yet, when they exist in your own podcast, you kind of are like, well, that won't bother anybody. It's like, no, it will. So make a list of the things that you like about a podcast, make things that you dislike about podcasts, and then make sure that your podcasts meet the criteria that you've put out for listening to a podcast. Uh, a lot of people, for some reason, listen to a podcast and just go, uh, I can do that. Um, and you can, but can you do it well? So step one is listen to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, step two is coming up with what your podcast will be. Uh, if you... I see a lot of this problem with YouTube, so a small divergent. Uh, a lot of people like Let's Plays. And they'll be like, oh, I'm just going to start a Let's Play channel because I like Let's Plays. It's like, well, what makes your Let's Play better? Why are people going to listen to you versus all the other things that are out there? So when you're coming up with your idea for your podcast, what makes it different from every other podcast out there? Um, it's very important, and this is something that I, I did when I was uh, posting over at the uh, the our podcast subreddit. One of the first things I've, I told talked to people about is your elevator pitch. What is your podcast in two sentences? If you can't sell it in two sentences, you need to work on your podcast. Because uh, a lot of people over at that subreddit and just the podcast in general will say things like, uh, uh, it's two guys just kind of talking about nerd stuff and sports and getting off topic. It's like, all right, uh, for don't don't include the word kinda in your pitch. Like, I want to know exactly what it is. If you're not sure what it is, then I'm not going to enjoy it, and I can't really... You want to have something that, if a listener wants to tell their friend to listen to your podcast, what would they say? Um, when we originally came up with the Plus Two Comedy Podcast... Uh, the elevator pitch was, this is going to be Nerdist meets Doug Loves Movies. I wanted to do the nerd feel and interview and deep questions from Nerdist combined with the live aspect and game show aspect of Doug Loves Movies. Uh, I don't think that's what the podcast is anymore. Uh, the new elevator pitch that I do is... Uh, I bring on guests from different uh, scopes of the nerd landscape, and we find out how every person is a nerd. That's really my goal, because every, everybody's a nerd about something. So I, I have had people on who are, you know, athletes. I've had the Ninja Warrior guys on. I've had professional wrestlers. I've had authors, uh, video gamers. And to all of them, I always ask them, what they're watching, what they're reading, what they're playing. And what I say to them before as kind of prep, uh, it doesn't have to be the thing that you've most recently watched or played. Uh, what it has to be is something that you have a strong opinion about. Love it or hate it. So, I've had people come on and history comes up a lot on the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. It's like, uh, I've been reading about World War II. Talk to us about it. And I've had guests get really into World War II. And that's what I want to display. That we're all nerds about something. Because being a nerd is just being passionate about a very 
niche thing. Whether that be comic books, whether that be history, whether that be sports, whether that be math, whether that be health, you are a nerd about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I want to bring that out of you. So that's the goal for every uh, every podcast is to bring that out of people. Uh, the games have now changed because originally the goal of the game was to be a quiz show, to have fun, nerdy quizzes. I've kind of shifted the way that the games work, that they breed discussion now. Uh, we used to play Known For all the time, where you, I would bring up an actor and you had to guess the four things they are most known for. That worked for a while. We now mostly play Reddit Says, where I take an Ask Reddit question, you have to give me the top ten answers, because that breeds more of a discussion. It, it's more of like, well, what would Reddit think about this? Or how could this possibly be one of the top answers? This doesn't make sense. It's meant more for there to be a discussion than there is to be a winner. And we still, of course, have a winner because we do the prize thing. Uh, the bring a prize to get on the show was me ripping off the Doug Loves movie bring a name tag to get on the show. Um, it worked for a little bit. Uh, our audience doesn't bring prizes like they used to. Uh, but hopefully with the new location, we'll be able to do that a little bit more. Uh, so that's how I was different. It was like, I want to do a nerd talk show. There's tons of nerd talk shows. I'm going to do one with a live audience in a live active comic book store. Well, there's not a lot of podcasts that could say they do that. Uh, so, and I know I have a lot of background noise on my show, uh, because it's a live show in like, this is probably the best quality podcast on, on my network is this one. Cause I'm in my bedroom closet, but it creates a different vibe than any other podcast you will listen to. And uh, I thank all the people that listen every week. And I'm sorry that that type of show has not been brought to you in quite some time. Uh, I did have a lot of people reach out after the solo episode and tell me it was one of the best podcasts that we've done. And that the first solo podcast was such a special thing. It was full of a lot of like real hard emotion and like real opinions and me getting real with you guys. And I just kept telling people, I was like, I can't do that every week. As great as that was, I don't know how much of that I have in me. But I don't know if you guys like this one. This one isn't as as, as heavy as my past solo uh, podcast. If you guys like it, maybe I'll, maybe I'll fire Will. <laughs> he hates when I say that. Uh, I got a, this one comes from Twitter, and it's from Jeff Stormer from the Party One podcast. And he says, uh, if you could play... An RPG about one topic, setting, etc. What would it be? What's left on your tabletop bucket list? Number one on my uh, my bucket list of tabletop games is Diplomacy. It's supposed to be like a 12-hour game. I super want to play Diplomacy with a bunch of people. I want to film it. I want to put it all on Twitch with multiple camera angles because part of Diplomacy is that you separate from the group with, and have one-on-one -on -one discussions with people. I want all that to go out on Twitch. I've always wanted to do a super well-produced game of diplomacy. So that's something I know that's not exactly what Jeff just asked me, but <laughs> that that's what I really want is I want to play a game of diplomacy. Uh, in terms of uh, 
of, of an RPG. Um, hmm. I, I, I don't know a lot of systems when it comes to RPG. I, I can only know what I've played. Uh, I really love Fate. I think Fate is my favorite. Uh, I love, you know, the use of Fate points and, you know, the plus or minus system and things like that. I really enjoy. Um, in terms of setting, I think I'd love a good mystery. I haven't done a good, like, solve, uh, solve a crime or, or figure out what's going on RPG. Uh, th- those are hard to DM. <laughs> I know that those are super hard to DM. Uh, I believe there's a mechanic or a, a system called Gumshoe, or might be Sherlock, but I think it's Gumshoe, uh, that, that's meant for mystery-based games. And I, I've always loved to do uh, a mystery-based uh, RPG. Uh, but I need a DM. I need a DM that, that can try to confuddle me. I love puzzles. I re- really do. Uh, I used to do those puzzle trails on the internet. Shout out to all the people that attempted the not prawn riddle. You guys know what that is. You're old. Um, yeah, but I, w- I would say a mystery of some sort is, is something that I really would like to do. Um, any other settings? Uh, uh, see, I just I love any opportunity to be silly. Um, whenever I role play and. I've said it many times on the podcast that I'm terrible to roleplay with because I'm always trying to have fun instead of win. As long as people are cool with that, I'm fine to roleplay with. So I would say a mystery where I could be silly is is what I want in my roleplay games. Uh, Aaron from uh, All My Fantasy Children asks, that's another fantastic podcast, if you could summon a familiar that would spend its life helping you, what would it be? It would be Farfetch'd from Pokemon. Farfetch'd is absolutely my favorite Pokemon. Uh, I know a lot of people don't feel that way. Uh, I have a giant Farfetch'd in my living room that uh, uh, a friend of mine got me for my birthday. And it is my pride and joy. Uh, But I've I've always had... Alright, let's get real. We're going to get super real. Let's get... (laughs) I, I mentioned before that we weren't getting real. We're getting real. Uh, when I was a very small child, uh, I remember I went to Catholic school, and uh, like, uh, so stupid. Uh, we had an assignment. I want to say this is second grade, uh, and we were asked to describe what heaven was, because heaven could be anything. So describe your personal idea of heaven. And I sat and I thought, and I, I always wanted to fly. I also loved to swim. So I said, heaven was being a duck. And ever since then, I've always had a kinship with ducks. I love Duck Hunt, and I love Farfetch'd. He's my delicious Pokemon, and I love him to death. Uh, so I, I've always had a kinship with ducks, but not Psyduck. Screw him. <laughs> I want Farfetch'd. And screw Magmar, you dumb fire duck. No, but you don't even evolve. Farfetch'd doesn't evolve either. What am I saying? But I also liked Farfetch'd because he was a performer. He always spun his little baton, his leak. Uh, so I want Farfetch'd to be my uh, my familiar. In the, in, the, in the anime, he's like all sassy. So <laughs> and sarcastic. Like me. So I, I pick Farfetch'd as my familiar. Thank you for the question. Uh, anything else in here? I think that does it for 
that thread. Let me check on Facebook one more time, see if there's anything else. Uh, what's that blue thing doing here? I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's a real, that's a confusing thing. Um, oh my God, my Facebook is just crazy right now. Um, wh- why don't you ever come over, says Derek Batacek. Uh, Derek, I want to be honest with you. If I don't find a location for my podcast next week, I'm coming over and we're going to do a podcast at your house because uh, I don't I don't know what to do anymore. I just I don't have I don't have anything going on. Um. Okay, uh, I think that's it uh, for questions. I'm just thumbing through. Just double checking, make sure I answered everything. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, everybody, don't shut it off. There's more. Um, question about the Switch. Uh, react to Jimmy Fallon's excitement over Miyamoto uh, being at his show and being able to play the new Super Mario Brothers run and the Switch. Oh, react. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm going to YouTube, gang. <laughs> Let me go to YouTube. Uh... Jimmy Fallon, uh, Mario Run. All right. Oh, this is going to be like nine minutes. All right. Let's, let's, I might cut this out. You I hit play. bring us the coolest new Nintendo you watch stuff tonight. Me. You're debuting the new mobile game, Super Mario okay, Run. Okay, go. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Absolutely. Thing. And. Look, thanks for having us. We know, know you love to have us on the show. That's why we work so hard to bring you the latest and greatest things from Nintendo. Yep. Super Mario Run for the... You, you know that Mario is our most iconic character. Yeah, far-fetched. And for the very first time, we're bringing Mario to mobile devices, to the iPad, and to the iPhone with Super Mario Run. And you're going to get the... See, this is going to be like... What's that game? Cobalt? Where it's just, you got one button and he's just constantly so running forward. there are three main modes to the game. And the first is called uh, the World Tour. That's what you're going to get to play. World we're, Tour. We're showing off the... the Kingdom the, Builder. Uh, Toad Rally. That's where you get to play against other people. Kingdom Builder is where you get to build your own Mario Kingdom on... It's like a Super Mario Maker. I'm already on the uh, pre-order list for for this. For this the, you're on the notification. List. I already am on the. I mean, that much of a geek. I'm freaking out. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not that well, excited look, for this. Before we got started, there are other games to be excited for than a mobile game. Guest here That's in the not Pokemon Go. Here to uh, cheer you on, we have the creator of Donkey Kong, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> and Mario himself, Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, did he not see him sitting in the crowd? He wasn't hidden. He was right there. I knew you were doing something. No, no pressure. Come no on, pressure. no pressure at all. Oh my God, uh, Mr. Nimato, I'm the biggest fan. I can't believe. I'm I don't think he right speaks no, no English. No pressure well. there. He's gonna watch me play Super Mario Run. Okay, good. So you're, so you're ready to run. He has no okay, idea what's yeah, going right, on. So you're ready to run. So I'm gonna hand you. Now you can play this game with one hand. You don't you need to. You play it with one hand. Yeah, I was. I mean, good. so you you tap the screen. You make Mario jump. Yep. You want to collect as many coins as possible. As always. You want to get the special Ooh. coins. And if you're really good, I'll try and guide you to a special place where you can get the invincibility star. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> exciting? Here, right. All right, ready? So. so Press to start. Yep. And you're running. All right, here we go. Running. I got Hold this. Up. Very good. 
So jump and get all of the coins. Oh, they, they get, oh. Ooh, yeah. Goombas. Oh. Nice, nice. That's it. That's it. Now get the special uh, coin. Oh, uh, you messed up, Jimmy. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get, oh, watch out for the oh. plant. This is silly. That's what I'm talking about. Reggie Fils-Aimé. That's it. Me this is the same engine as Flappy on. Bird. It's just him jumping over pipes and stuff. He totally ripped off Flappy Bird with this game. All right, good. All right, now get I got ready. Through. So you're going to see an arrow. Hit that arrow and jump. Jump! And hit that star. Hit it. Ah, oh, he's invincible. Ah. Yes! <laughs> Dude, you have to create a character with my name on it. That's going to be my game. What? All right. All right. This is so fun. All right. So I get this. Get some. You get all the coins. Yeah. Because, uh, dude, so this keep is. Keep going. Keep going. This is so much fun. I'm going to be so addicted to this. It's crazy. It, uh, well, all right. Just I'm get a Game Boy and play. Ah, I got it. Oh, this is dumb. That's all right. Keep going. I, I don't know about this, guys. Right, the, last, the last part. This is the easy oh, is, part. Yeah. You got this. Wait, why am I going the opposite way? Yeah. Well, keep, keep going See, I added the audio, but you still can't, there. like... There you go. See Big anything. Big so it's just confusing. Ah. Like, Mobile Mario is not a new thing. We've always had it. Seven. And it's better than this. I'm bummed out. I'm really embarrassed. You got the invincibility I'm star. I'm so... Shigeru uh, Miyamoto, what's your, uh, what do you think of my performance? Yeah. Oh, he got the thumbs up. He faked him out with the thumbs down. He's being very nice. Thank you so much. So Super Mario Run launches on December 15th. Very nice. My heart is beating. That's so fun. Oh, wait, that's actually... I mean, I'll still get this game. You go to an Apple store, and you will be able to participate in a demo available across the world in Apple stores beginning this Thursday. Okay. I will do this. Everyone will be getting this. Super Mario Run. Thank that you for giving fun. me this to try out. I, I, it, really, I mean, really it looks fun, but like it's. Good. So, you know, we know it's you're not going to be a, a big fan. You're such a great gamer. You love to challenge us to bring you the latest and greatest surprises. We have one more surprise. Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> so, can we get a drum roll? Thank you. If this man. is. If this so is. One last surprise. This is it. Jimmy, are you ready? No, no. Are no. you ready? Yeah, no, I'm freaking out. This is not the this Switch. This is the Nintendo Switch. Oh, this is, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no way! Oh, I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out right now. So this is the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Switch is pretty cool, guys. So launching next March. No, yeah, next March, of course, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be sharing more information Surprising it's March on and January not like 12th. Christmas time. That's right. But before then, we wanted to give you a special opportunity. So here, for the first time ever on TV, yeah. you're going to get to play yeah. a little bit of the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Too much pressure. Too this much pressure. I cannot wait for this because you'll see why it's called the Switch. I've watched the uh, commercial online probably the entire time. So yeah, <laughs> I'm so, geeking out. So guess what game we're going to play? Don't even say the new Zelda. So this for the a, first time Breath ever, of the, Breath of the Wild, ever played on the Nintendo Switch, we're going to get to play. What if he guessed Zelda wrong? <laughs> What if Reggie was like, no, you don't get to play Zelda. All right, well, what, tell me, what do I do? What do I so, do? Uh, let me, let You'll me, be playing Mario Run. That's Link right there. So this is, so this is Link. So yes. this is Legend of Zelda. No, this is the biggest the world. Yeah, this is the biggest world. So yeah. just look at how big this yes, world is. Yes, it's a big is, world. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's massive. No, I've seen it's this. It's absolutely massive. Oh, my gosh. And 
what's neat about this is anywhere that you see, uh -huh. you can get to. Uh, I know uh, Miyamoto made this because no growing up outside of Kyoto, Japan, you would actually travel and walk around and have adventures, and you go, you want to make a video game where you could kind of have adventures and run into things and streams, and yeah, anyways. So, you know all about it. I do, you know I love it. I'm really a big fan. So, you know, what's neat about this game is literally, you could play this game any way you want. I uh, could climb down, uh -huh. and down Open here we world have Zelda. Uh, that Just we ripping off on. GTA. They don't look good, no, but they're... you know what? I'm gonna let this boulder do all the work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 boom. There you go, that's how you do it, Reggie. This is how you do it. You and I know that's the meat, and they're cooking meat. You so use that for uh, love, for life in this game. So I read about this. So you use the meat for life, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know it's you know it's a it's a phenomenal game, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring you over here to take on these macabre. Okay. <laughs> the macabre? Let me do it. Let me add him. Now. Let me add him. Yeah, now, here's desperate thing, for the control. Right? Give me so, the controller. You know, if you're give me the controller, Reggie. And you get to the spot, and you're ready to go into. Shut up and give me the controller. You have to go to rehearsal. You know, like any other gamer, you'd have to put the controller down. And put the controller down, Reggie. To it later. Yeah, here's. This is the magic yeah, of Nintendo Switch. All you do is you take it out. Yeah. And now you're gaming right on the system. This is the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Even Fallon's hands are shaking as he touches it. This is the actual machine. Like, is there anything left on this thing that, so like, the 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 machine is here. Everything is here. The games are here, and you know you can play it on your TV. You can take it on the go. Oh no, I know everything about this thing because I know there's like these things you can remove. These side things. That's right. There's, there should be a kickstand in the back. Right. right. Can I just pull it out? There's yeah, a kickstand. You pop this out, I pull out these two controls, I give and one to you, play? and we play a two-player game. Exactly. No, this thing is three, it's three consoles in one console. It's pretty I'm cool. I'm freaking out, all right. Am I going the right way? So you're going the right way, you want to go up the, up the hill that we saw earlier, right. and go after the Bacoblin. All right, yeah, all right, I don't know where the, the hill, oh, I think I see him up there. All right, what do I do to, to swing? So you, 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 you want to oh! pull your sword, Okay. and then you, you better take him on. Get him. Swing away. Why wouldn't they put this on the big screen? There's glare. This is bullshit. How do you? Can how do you isn't there like a shield slide? Yeah. Uh, off of that hill, you could pull out your your shield and slide. Yeah. You could pull out some bombs and throw mm -hmm. those too. Look at that. Yeah. So now shield you're sliding. Yeah, I know all about this. Shield. Dude, I am freaking out. This is a game changer. Thank you so much, Absolutely. Reggie. I love this. Nintendo's every kid, every human, every person will be playing with this come March. Uh, I'm so excited, and thank you for always bringing us... Alright, so I just watched the Jimmy Fallon thing. Uh, I think it was pretty cool to, to see the Switch in action and, and to see Mario run. Uh, let's start. Mario run, to me, is kind of dumb. I will probably get it, because it's a phone game, whatever. Uh, I think it's free on your phone. It might not be, I don't know. But, like, mobile Mario is not new. And not only that, but all the previous mobile Mario games are better than that one. Because you can control what direction Mario goes in. So, I think it's kind of silly. It, it, it's Flappy Bird. They're ripping off Flappy Bird. How dare they rip off Flappy Bird. Uh, I think uh, the Switch looks awesome. It's a great idea. Uh, I'm, I, I'm cautiously excited. Uh, I, I need more games. 
I've never been a huge Zelda guy. Um, not that I dislike it or anything. It's just it's never been my must-play game like it is for so many other people. So I, I'm going to need something else uh, that really makes me get it. Probably a Smash. Uh, in any case, uh, it looks cool. Uh, I think Jimmy Fallon was playing it up a bit, uh, just cause like he said things like, oh, this can't be the switch. Is it? Oh, it's the switch. Oh, I'm not going to play Zelda. Am I? Oh, it's Zelda. It's like, had he been wrong? He's like, oh, is this going to be the new DS? Oh, it's just the switch. It would have looked stupid. It's like, oh, am I going to play Splatoon? No, I'm going to play Zelda. Oh, all right. Like, so it seemed like he was kind of prompted to to be super excited for these things. So it seems a little staged. That being said, he's a huge nerd and you could tell he was genuinely happy uh, about getting to do those things. Even if he was not surprised. All right. So uh, I think that's going to do it. That's been all the questions. Uh, Thank you guys so much for submitting questions. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please come see us at KatoriCon and MAGFest. Uh, Those are going to be fantastic times. Um, Check out Cosplay Pro Wrestling. There's, there's Cosplay Pro Wrestling stuff in the works. Uh, so big update about that coming soon. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and bearing with us during this weird time where I have to sit in my closet. And as always, thank you to Ben Affleck for making the show possible and running over Will with a forklift. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>